Welcome Chicago, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio on WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, episode 3, tonight, got a lot to cover, a lot of good stuff, we're going to rank top five players in each respective position, NBA, go over NBA playoffs, which start in eight days. We're going to talk about local Chicago sports, what's going down for the week. We're going to touch a little bit on some boxing that's happening tomorrow. Tonight, I am joined by two other gentlemen, Mush Jackman and Sammy the Bull. And together, guys, we are the Chicago Tree Party. Welcome, everybody. So, first hot day of the year, guys. 72 degrees outside today. It's going to be 75 tomorrow. Awesome weather, finally, in the city. We're looking really good. Intro music is high res. Smiling. We got the producer of the show, Mush Jackman, with us. Mush, tell everybody hi. Hey, what's up, guys? Looking forward to tonight's show. Uh, and then, as always, the uh, true Chicagoan, Sammy the Bull. Say what's up, Sammy. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm happy to be here. So, uh, a lot going forward, guys, for today's show, and uh, excited to, to, to get into it and uh, get knee deep into the conversation. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, debate with players, and uh, obviously, uh, you, the fans, are probably going to have a lot of different uh, opinions as well than we do. Uh, we're not old timers, but uh, we have seen some of the older school, majorly 80s, 90s basketball. Uh, so uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, obviously, if you guys have any type of uh, reaction or anything, leave us comments, guys. Email us, do whatever. Uh, it would be nice to hear from you guys so we can actually even share a little bit on on the uh, podcast. Uh, really quick, guys, I know you guys hate this. This is the worst part of the show, but I wanted to drop a couple uh, a couple minutes of just where you guys can hear us here at Chicago Sports Crunch Radio uh, on the Windy City Sports Network. Uh, and I wanted to get a couple avenues of where you can uh, go to hear us. Uh, first and foremost, social networking, huge nowadays. Uh, we have a Twitter account and a Facebook account. Our Twitter account is uh, at WCSN, the number three. Uh, if you type that in in the Twitter, you will find us. Please follow us there. Uh, we do some live uh, tweeting on there as well as just do local major updates on there as well. On Facebook, all you guys got to do is put in Windy City, two words, Sports Network, and then like us on there. Uh, we also post the podcast on Twitter and on Facebook once we're done with the podcast. We put them on there for your pleasure. Um, other avenues you can get this from, the hugest one, iTunes, any Apple products, iPhones, iPads, iMac, download the iTunes podcast app, it's free, and all you got to do is put Windy City Sports Network, 
Normally, it's Windy City is one word, Sports Network. It'll see both of our shows on there, Russell Talk Radio and the Chicago Sports Country Radio. Subscribe to both, and you will constantly get, every time we put a new episode, you will constantly get that episode on there. Leave comments. Huge, guys. We need to know insight from you guys of what you guys think of the show, what you guys want to hear more of, uh, and so forth. The other way to get this on Android, if you get Android phones, go to Stitcher Radio. It's in the App Store. Stitcher Radio, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R Radio, and download it. Once you go download it, all you got to do is put Windy City Sports Network in there again, and you'll see both our shows. SoundCloud, we're on SoundCloud. We post everything on SoundCloud before it actually gets to iTunes and Stitcher. SoundCloud, if you search both of our shows, Russell Talk Radio and Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, you'll see our shows on there as well. Email us. If for this show, if you want to, on Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, WCSN at gmail.com, or on our main email, which is the Windy City Sports Network, Windy City Sports Network at gmail.com. So I actually like the music in the background, right? Oh, it sounds awesome. So man. we should I just like it. keep it on while we're talking, I think. We should just keep music going. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Like we're in a club, right? <laughs> Old Excalibur or drink. <laughs> Excalibur, that was cheesy. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to base. I'm going to break it down really quick and uh, just do a really re- quick recap of, of some hot stuff in sports for Chicago uh, and for the uh, this week. Um, obviously, uh, baseball started two weeks ago. Um, the Cubs. I, I'm not going to speak too much of. I don't really want to talk about them. Uh, a bunch of project rebuilding process going on there at Wrigley Field. Uh, and uh, don't really want to speak too much about those guys right now. White Sox, uh, again, not too great of a start, but not too bad of a start. Jose Abreu, two home runs uh, in two games in a row. Guys on fire, bad news. Avisol Garcia got hurt out for the season, so- shoulder injury. It's going to hurt. Jordan Denks got brought up uh, in the outfield as well. We'll see what happens. Uh, I guess they're going to end up putting Tank in the outfield now permanently with uh, Deaza. So we'll see what happens platooning there. Uh, so far, pitching staff, the starting pitching staff looks good. Uh, our bullpen, very weak, cost us a couple games there as well. Um, Blackhawks, uh, I just saw, lost today, 4-0 to the Capitals. So Blackhawks playoff. The, the cool thing is NBA, NHL playoffs are like similar, right? They yeah, start they at are. the same time. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a good time to be in Chicago. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Bulls, Hawks, they're both going to the playoffs. Yeah. They go pretty far, both teams. Yeah, Johnny uh, Johnny Tubbs coming back. Uh, they said he will be ready for the playoffs, and uh, the Blackhawks should be starting really soon as well, too. Uh, NBA-wise, uh, we're looking at, let's see, um, April 19th, right? Right, Mush? Yes, uh, April 19th to start at NBA playoffs. So right now you've got, what, four games, I think, left for the, sh- uh, for the NBA season? Yeah, for uh, Bulls are playing tonight, and they got uh, four more games after that. Yeah, and uh, it looks like right now, yeah. tonight, I got an update. Uh-oh, they're coming closer here. Uh, end of the third period, uh, Detroit 80, Chicago 70. Uh, you've got Boozer with 18 points, believe it or not. Uh, and then Rod, uh, Rodney Stuckey's got 20 points right now, leading Detroit uh, in the point column. So uh, one more quarter left. Actually, I wish we would have had a TV here. We could have plugged it in and watched it while we are talking. Yeah, the Bulls got to beat uh, teams like Detroit. They can't lose to teams like that. Especially when they're trying to get the three spot. Yeah, they're trying to get the three spots so they can avoid playing Brooklyn. Yeah, so right now, to break it down, um, you've got Indiana on the top spot. 
by a half a game. Miami in second. Uh, Toronto and Chicago are third. But like Mush said on one of our previous shows, Toronto's got the tiebreaker there. Yes. So we have to beat them by record or we're, we're, we're ending up at fourth. Right. And uh, Toronto's remaining games aren't super tough either. They're going to be playing the Knicks tonight. And after that, they got Detroit, which is not good. Yeah. So Although they're beating the Bulls tonight. Yeah. And then uh, they play Milwaukee at Monday. They're at home. Milwaukee stinks. Yeah, so that's going to suck. I mean, right now yeah. you're looking at if, if we end up four, we're playing Brooklyn, which is going to be hard. Yeah. Um, but and then if, the last game they play, oh, sorry, uh, uh, they play the Knicks at New York. Yeah, that's two easy wins right there. If they play, they play them twice then. Yeah, they play the Knicks twice. I don't know if that's easy wins, but, yeah, they're not a great team. Yeah, so they're if, a decent team. If we go three spot, though, then that means we're playing Washington. It's going to be a little bit of an easier game for us, I think, overall. It'll be better, a better uh, matchup overall. Yeah, for us. matchup-wise, it'll be better. Yeah. yeah so um, the East, the way you're looking at it, if we oh, broke it down well, right actually, now, Charlotte's in uh, number six right currently. No, uh, I've got Charlotte at 17. They are well. Right now, I got Chicago, f- Brooklyn at five at ten, uh, and they are Washington's right behind them at six, and then you got Charlotte at seven. Charlotte is a half a game away from Washington. Okay. Yeah, I have it the same way. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. So you got Charlotte is a half game uh, uh, behind Washington. Only half game. That can change. You know what I mean? Right. Um, then you've got Atlanta at eight. And then New York is two and a half, uh, three games. Eight, no, two games behind. Who would you guys uh, rather play in the first round if you could take your pick? What do you think is the easiest team? Well, right the, I think the two choices we have is Washington or Brooklyn right now. Because that's the only really thing you can do. Because if you drop to five, unless Charlotte, which, unless Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. yeah, we got Charlotte. Um, also. I'd rather have Charlotte if it happens. That's a hunky dory world, but I don't think that's going to happen. Washington doesn't match up too well against the Bulls either. I think the Bulls would handle them rather easily. Yeah, I think if we play Charlotte and the Wizards, or that would that would be way better uh, overall. Um, Brooklyn, I I think we'll beat them, but we'll get beat up if we play Brooklyn. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play Brooklyn in the first round. They got not, all yeah, those savvy Not bets, in the first round, and uh, they might even take the Bulls out. I don't know. It'll be a it, tough it's series. Gonna be Either tough. way, it'll be a tough series. So um, the East, you're looking at uh, Indiana would play Atlanta. That would be an Indiana easy shoe in Miami against uh, Charlotte. Actually, going into the Pacers, that's we were talking about this earlier. Self destruction central. Yeah, they got and, turmoil, turmoil over yeah, there. They're and not I, playing well. And I think I spoke about this. I don't know if we did it on our last episode about how there's no leadership there. Yes. And, I, again, I'm I'm going to point fingers at Vogel here. I mean, you're a coach of and, – and I looked at this last night. If the Pacers did not start 33-7 and in the beginning of the season, they're under 500 after that 33-7 and run. So they, right now, are a really bad team. And what's happening is you've got all these guys pointing fingers. You've got George pointing fingers at another guy. You've got Hibbert pointing fingers at, at George. And everyone's just pointing fingers of whose fault it is. And Vogel's not stepping up as a leader, as the coach of the team, to tell these guys, shut up, focus on winning the games. And then he goes to the media and tells the media, you know who's at fault for this? It's me as the coach. Because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for the wins and the loss of my team. Instead, he's allowing the media to bash the players. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you've got the media that's distracting these young guys. Think about it. Last year, they were not the best elite team in the East, were they? No, they were. They kind of. I mean, everyone knew they were good, but they didn't have the spotlight like they have this year. 
they they did take the heat to seven games. I mean, they, they gave them a real tough series. Yeah, but they went in what, fourth rank or fifth? What did they go in last year in the playoffs? I'm not sure mm-hmm. what seed they went in. So, I, But that's what I'm saying. This year they're going as the spotlight team with the, the heat going in, and now you've got the second year that these players are going to the playoffs, meaning George and Hibbard. Now you got the pressure onto these guys, and this is where experience comes through, where players won't let the media affect them and they'll come out and play. Right. Like you'll never see the heat go through this problem. Well, they went through it when they first were together, if you remember, if you recall. When they were first together, they had problems. But you know what? I don't think most people picked the Pacers to play the Heat the way that they well are, yeah. last year. Yeah. I think that interior size and Hibbert and West, they really, and they played well. They really bothered the Heat more than most people expected last year. Yeah, but I mean, and I said this, if Chicago plays Indiana today, the Bulls will beat them in a seven-game series. It I'm looks- calling it. They'll beat them right now. If if they're continuing to act the way they're acting in Indiana, they they will they the Bulls will beat Indiana in a seven game series right now. The Bulls got to beat Detroit tonight. That doesn't look good coming in losing yeah. to a way sub uh, five hundred team. Yeah, but I, again, I, I I don't know what's happening in Indiana, but if, if if what's what's been happening in the last couple of weeks, I'm going to say right now that the Bulls with the run that we're looking like, I know today looks bad. But the run that we've had, we look like the second best team in the East right now. Yeah, the Bulls are looking good. I mean, like like I said earlier, one thing about the Chicago Bulls is they always play hard. Every game they give it their all. Every game is like game seven of the playoffs for them. You know, my only concern is some of these other teams they coast in the regular season, but when it's money time, you know, they, they play hard. So I think some of these teams, I think they might be a little bit more talented than the Bulls, especially scoring-wise. So so I think that's a little bit of a concern. Well, the two teams I think that will come through in the clutch in the playoffs that have veterans that know to reserve themselves until they get into the postseason, you're looking at Brooklyn and Miami, right? Yes. And then yeah. you've got the other guys are somewhat young. Toronto's a young team. The Wizards are a young team. The Charlotte's a young team. Atlanta's not really too young. The Pacers... I'm not going to call them young. I think they're kind of young. But yeah, but, but I they think they're they're just they're green in the playoff picture game. That's what that's where uh, I'm going to say. I don't know about green, dude. They've been making the playoffs the last couple of years and like No, but like when the, you get they put, did go when seven games. Yeah, though. but when your backs are up against the wall like it is right now and the media's putting pressure on them, they're cracking. And this is not even playoff time. Well, well, we'll still see when the playoffs. I'm not going to write them off uh, quite yet. If they're playing the way they are, I'm going to write them off by the end of the season. <laughs> I hope they keep playing like Unless they Vogel are. Unless Vogel steps up and says something. I would not be surprised if they fire this guy right before the playoffs. Hey, no, they won't do that. Let's not forget, guys, they still got the number one seed. So they're still in a pretty good position if they can get it together. Well, they're they're a half game up, though. So Miami can come through, but Miami's not playing that great either lately. But no, anyways, they- you've got – so basically Indiana and Miami – it's either going to go, Indiana's either going to play Atlanta or Charlotte, and Miami's going to play either, or, I'm sorry, Indiana's going to play either Atlanta, yeah, Indiana's going to play either Indi- uh, Atlanta or Charlotte because of the half-game difference, or it's going to be Miami playing Charlotte or Atlanta. So either way, I mean, those two, unless, I can see Atlanta being the Pacers. I would not be surprised. No, I wouldn't call that. I, 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 I can see it. No, no. You're really, you're not really high on this you're, Indiana team. You're, you're, I'm, hey, you're listening to here first. If it does happen <laughs> on the next episode, you're going to hear it from me, Notre Dame. Um, so that's what it looks like in the East. Um, it looks pretty interesting. Going to be very interesting for the Chicago team. Um, they did make some uh, some moves uh, this past week as well. Signed uh, the old vet Ronnie uh, Ronnie Brewer to the rest of the season. 
Yes, he was an effective player for the Bulls. He can play either small forward or a big guard. Yeah, I, I liked him. I didn't have any bad things about him when he was playing. No, he plays defense, and he can hit the 20-footer, and they brought him in for some veteran experience heading into this playoff run. And uh, you also have, uh, they cut Eric Murphy, the, the tall white center. I really didn't like him that much. He didn't really get playing time, though, to be honest with you. No, he didn't play much. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't really knock the guy if he never get played. Uh, and then they signed uh, Lou Amundsen, too, for the rest of the season. Yeah, they signed uh, Lou Amundsen, and uh, they signed the guard, Mike James, who... Yeah, for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, he was on the Bulls on and off. They signed for 10-day contracts. I don't know how much those guys are going to... How much playing time, really, they're going to get in the playoffs? Uh, probably, Ronnie, probably I think, not. is going to see some no, good Ron, time. No, Ronnie will, but um, about the last two requirements. About, I, I, uh, believe my, it or not, I think you'll see Amundsen, too. He's a forward. They, we need forwards, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you really only have, like... Well, he's not a power forward. He's a small forward, but I guess tips well, you can do something know. different there. And these NBA playoff rosters, I mean, they only play like seven, eight guys generally. The other guys, they all, don't the get much, yeah, yeah. No. all the minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All the minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't, they shorten down the roster extremely. All right. And then uh, the fun part, uh, or uh, at least the entertaining part for me, is the West. Uh, you're looking at right now San Antonio in the top spot, but uh, they're only actually that. Eh, they're, they've sort of got it unlocked. They're three and a half ahead of uh, Oklahoma City, who's in two. Then you've got the Clippers, six games out. Houston at four. Portland at five. Golden State at six. Golden State and Portland are my shocker teams. Uh, Phoenix at seven. And actually, Phoenix and Dallas came out of nowhere now, and they're at eight. Memphis is a game behind now out of the playoffs. And Memphis was in the last time we did this about two weeks ago. Mush. Yeah, I like a Memphis team. I mean, they just beat the Heat. They play like an East team. Like I said before, they're a tough team, and they play good defense. And Gasol, he's a great player, and they got some good all-around players over there. Yeah, so right now you're looking at playoff picture, and that can change. So it's it's either the Spurs are going to end up either playing Dallas or Memphis. I actually think they have an easier game with Dallas than with Memphis. I think Memphis gives San Antonio a better challenge than, than – uh, than Dallas does. Now, Suns are... Uh, Phoenix is at 7 right now. Okay. Dallas is at 8. The, but they're they're tied there, but they have them ahead because they have the tiebreaker over Dallas. Okay. So, overall, you're looking at... Uh, again, we're... Well, we're, they, the Spurs just kicked them Mavericks' spot last night, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So, they, you're, they you're looking at San Antonio, Dallas. Uh, then you've got... Uh, Thunder, Oklahoma City over uh, playing Phoenix. So that I think, I, honestly, I don't think Phoenix has a chance. No, Dragic is fun to watch, though. He's yes. a great point guard. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy the ball to see. Wall. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And then we said this before, and this looks like a lock. You're looking at the Clippers versus Golden State, and that looks like a good run, good game. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And Houston-Portland looks like a good game, too. Yeah, Port- I, I, I watched some Portland games. There. They look pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, you're looking right now. That's why I'm saying the East is interesting. You're looking at the East, or the West. The West is going to have a lot more interesting games, I think, overall than the than the East is going to have. Yeah, I mean, look at Memphis. They would. There's a lot of teams on the West, like Memphis and other teams, that would easily be in the playoffs if they were on the East. Yeah, and you got right now Phoenix, Dallas, and Memphis all within a game of each other, and you can even add Golden State into that. That's two games out. So those. Like in the West, six, seven, and eight could all change. 
Oh, yeah. I Depending mean, these, on the last four games. That these, could all swap around. These last four games are kind of like a mini playoffs for seeding and for some teams to get in or uh, not get in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you can like, like exact, look at Memphis. They're out. If, if, if it ended today, Memphis would be out. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. But, I mean, again, I'm thinking if we're going to sit here and predict what we're going to be looking at, I mean, at the end of the day on the West, I think you're looking at the, between Oklahoma, you're looking at Oklahoma and San Antonio. Uh, I think in the conference finals there, and then it's—I don't know now. Now with the Pacers playing the way they are, it could be another team. I mean, the Heat for sure in the conference final, but now I mean the number two is up in the air. I don't know if the Pacers play the way they're playing right now. I would not be surprised if Chicago or Brooklyn end up being in the conference final against the Heat. Yeah, I, I think this, those two teams can uh, play the Pacers tough and probably beat them. I mean. I, I don't know. See when they match up. Yeah, but, uh, I can see Chicago or Brooklyn beating the Pacers at this moment. Yeah, Pacers are limping into the playoffs. You never want to enter that way. This is bad, man. Do you guys think that the Bulls actually have a shot to win the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Yeah. I, I, I think the farthest they can possibly go with luck is the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's it. And I think Miami will end up beating them probably in like five games. Yeah, I got Miami winning the East. Yeah, Miami, I think, hands on. I mean, when you get three players at the caliber of D, D, I, even though I hate them, the caliber of Wade, LeBron, and Bosch, you can't. Those guys, they know when to play, and they're gonna they're gonna put it all in. They're gonna put their hearts in the line right there in, in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see the East being a dominant side right now. Be either Miami or the Pacers, especially the Pacers. I mean, I think the Bulls can definitely beat the Pacers. The Heat, the Bulls have a tough time, especially in the playoffs, because the Heat really clamped down the defense. So I don't know, but I think the Bulls can probably beat the Pacers, and uh, even if they, I think some of it is uh, mental too. I know Miami's more talented, but I mean Wade and them, he's hurt a lot. Now probably playoffs time he'll play, but uh, I think they got a chance to beat the Heat, and definitely a good chance to beat the Pacers. The, the Heat just take a half game lead over uh, the Pacers. They ju- I just got it. Wow. Yeah. So now yeah. they're they're in the number one spot. So if you refresh this and you go into the number one spot, then now it goes the Heat in Atlanta. So, uh, Mr. Jackman, it's safe to say you're favoring the Heat to win the Eastern Conference, right? Probably by a little bit, but I think the Bulls, you know, if, if they play well, if they're yeah, in their shots. The only thing I do notice in the playoffs, the Heat put that clamp defense, and then the Bulls are stuck for the same score for five minutes. But I think the Bulls got a, a, a little bit of a shot to beat the Heat and a good chance to beat the Pacers. All right, so uh, Toronto lost. Okay, so, good. No, we now, just, now Bulls got to win. I just refreshed it, and now we moved into the three spot. Look. Yeah, I know, but they're, aren't they losing still against the Well, that's Pistons? the thing, yeah. So if they yeah. lose, then they're going to go right back down. Right, it don't Brooklyn. mean nothing if they can't win. Yeah, so overall right now you've got uh, – it, it ended up being Miami being in first, which ends up playing Atlanta. Then you got the Pacers being Char- – ooh, man, I'd be rooting for Charlotte and Jordan's team to beat the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, I would too. You know what? If the Bulls can't beat the Pistons at home – and they don't even deserve the three spot. They got to beat this team, especially at home. If we beat right now, um, yeah, th- this is a big game, man. We can't lose to Detroit. <laughs> no. Why, man? This is. We should just like like pause this and like go watch the game. The Bulls are up right now. I just got an update. Yeah. The Bulls are up ninety six to ninety six to ninety four minutes in the fourth quarter. Wow. They were down by ten at the end of the third quarter. You, you know this team. I'm not just saying it because it's present. This is one of my most favorite team to watch. The way they move the ball, the way they pass each other, they're very unselfish. Uh, I do enjoy watching this Bulls team. That's why I hope their playoff run continues and, and goes all the way. 
Speaking of that, Mr. Jackman, say, for instance, if Rose, if he announced tomorrow he's healthy, he's ready to go, would you want him back on this Bulls team or would you say sit out? Do you think he would help their chances? Well, Rosen is an explosive player. I think he would maybe in a limited minute. I wouldn't just throw him in the starting row and have play uh, heavy minutes. I would play him off the bench, uh, give him some minutes, give him like a spark, and uh, see how he goes. And if he does well, give him more minutes. But I wouldn't just change the whole team because I think they're doing really good with the combination play of uh, Kurt Heinrich uh, and uh, DJ Augustine. Yeah, yeah, DJ. Yeah, they got great chemistry right now. Right. I wouldn't want to change it too much. So I don't know how many minutes Rose would really get. I know it's hard to say he's a million-dollar player, but you know what? He's hurt. He'll be rusty. The other guys are in the mix. They're playing well together. You don't want to play with that too much. Um, you, you know my take on Rose. I mean, I can go shoot right now if you want to, but I, I just feel that right now as a player, and I know I heard a lot of scenarios uh, really quick before I get into this, Dun Levy, or actually DJ Augustine, 22 points right now. Uh, Taj Gibson, 13. And then you got Boozer with 18 and Dunleavy at 14. Dunleavy's been clutch, man. I like Dunleavy. Yeah, I, I hope like we Dunleavy. Keep him next year. This guy, I mean, it, and you can see that, you know, his father's a coach. And this guy plays such fundamental basketball. He's a great player, and this guy can do it all. He can rebound, he can shoot, he spaces the floor, and he's very smart. Look at Noah. This might be a triple double. He has six points. He needs four more points. He's got 10 assists, 12 rebounds. Wow. This guy's almost a, not a, instead of a double double machine, he's almost a triple double machine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this year, that's, that's looking solid. He's got, I mean, four more minutes. We'll see what happens. I'll keep it updated here and we'll, we'll go from there. But um, going into the D Rose, 98 90 right now with two, three minutes left. Uh, D Rose, in my opinion, is, I, I believe he was a great player. His MVP season, he was really good. I really was on the D Rose. Uh, um, boat and I really liked him. He was he was a great player. I really had a lot of high hopes. I really thought, hey, we're going to finally go to the finals again without Jordan to win this for Chicago and whatever. But when you the one ACL happened, and even when that first knee injury happened, I was really questioning how he's going to come back. When that second one went down, I'm going to be honest with you: the guy will not and cannot play the type of ball he's played in the past. You will never see D-Rose of old ever again. The only way, and I've said this before, that he can change his game. He needs to change his game. What did Michael Jordan do when he started getting older? He developed the fadeaway. The, the, the back fadeaway. And he, he mastered it, and he, he kept being great because of that. D-Rose has to change his game, and unless he changes his game, he can't go into the paint and go up against these seven-footers like he did in the beginning of his career. You just can't. He's going to bust his knees again or do something else with it. You just can't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, D-Rose, he's, he, he can't be like a Jordan. He's too short. Yeah, he's too small. So he's not going to be able to play that type of game. He's got to be more like a John Stockton type, but I, I, I don't know if he's, I mean, he, I don't consider him really a great passer. And, it, and Bill came up with the best one when, when Bill was telling us, I can really see him going a shooting guard, but he'd be a very short shooting guard. But if he masters a three ball that is unparalleled, one of the best in the NBA, you can still put him at that. The only thing now that I don't like, if you look as if you're trying to run a business, you're paying him way too much money 
to just be a three-point shooter. And that's where I would come in as an owner and say, you have to cut your ties somewhere. Now, I know there'd be a lot of things going on if you wave them and do whatever the case is, but in my personal opinion, I'd be looking for a future point guard right now, and I would not be banking it on D. Rose as being our future point guard for the organization. You know, D. Rose, he, he lost me as a fan last year. When he got hurt, he was practicing with the team. And he never went to the fans and told them once, I'm not going to play or, or or even tell us anything. He just kept us hanging. Exactly. He, he didn't handle the situation well at all. And, I mean, he was actually practicing with the team. I mean, guys like Michael Jordan, guys like Larry Bird, do you think you could have kept Michael Jordan out of a game if he was practicing with the team? He would have came back the yeah. first chance I he mean, got. I don't know if it's his brother spitting in his ear or what his brother's telling him or who he's taking advice from. Maybe he's got some beef with management that we don't know about. They say but, he's tight with Tibbs, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe upper management. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. what's going on there, but... I think he's just being, to be honest, selfish, and he's thinking of himself right now. And, I mean, he should. I mean, you're, this is your life. I mean, this is his job. He's making money, and if he's not, if he does something wrong and he comes in too early, then, boom, he's not going to make money anymore. So I completely understand where he's coming from, but at the same aspect, when you're trying to run a business, you have to sit down and say, Kent, I'm paying this guy so much money. Is he my future point guard? And if he's not, then we need to sit down and discuss, okay, are we going to move you to shooting guard? And if we move you to shooting guard, then I need to go draft another point guard or go trade for another point guard, and I need to put that guy in the position, and then I'll put you at shooting guard, and then you just have to change whatever the case is. They have to figure it out, but he's not the future point guard of our team. Yeah, so you you would trade him. You'd put him on a trading block. Well, no, no, he's got a huge contract. That contract is massive. No one will take that guy. And if you you cut him, you're going to end up eating almost all that money. So you're taking a loss either way. So you're sort of forced to keep him, and he just has to work off his contract. That's why a lot of times in sports now, you don't see the huge multi-year contracts anymore. Now that's why, like in NFL and stuff, you only see one-year contracts all the time. Because teams are scared to give players five, six, seven-year contracts because, yeah, this guy may be great. Two years from now, the guy might bust his knees out, and then he's he's garbage. And then the, the team's stuck paying the guy's salary, so... I don't know. I, I just think D. Rose is not the guy for the team anymore. I think Noah, I mean, I love the guy. He's got heart. Uh, I just think they have to start looking at that. And you know what? I really do have faith in John Paxson. I mean, he's really doing – I know he's not the GM, but I still think he has a lot of say-so in what the Bulls are doing and how he uh, how he handles the team's uh, thing. Gar Foreman's our GM, but I still think Paxson, at the end of the day, has the say-so on what's going on and stuff. But, all right, so playoff pitcher, we're looking good there. Everything's solid, we think. We got a couple, eight more days until playoffs starts. Bulls update. Where are we at? Uh, it's uh, 102.94. The Chicago Bulls are up. Yeah, we got it in the bag, I think. How many minutes? 102.94. It's 102.96 right now. Uh, 59 seconds 59 left. 59 seconds okay. left. So See, that's what good teams do. They, they, they come back and they win the games they're supposed to win. They don't lose those games. So how many more games we got left after this? Three or four? Four more. Four more. All right. So then that means for sure we'll be now then in the three spot because yeah, we'll be we'll be a half a game. No, we'll actually be a full game ahead of. Uh, we'll be a full game ahead of uh, Toronto now. Yeah, we control our destiny now. Yeah. Now we have to win. And dude, the Wizards will be easy. So if you beat the Wizards, all right. So who do you got, Toronto or Brooklyn? No, I'm sorry. Actually, only three games left. They're playing New York, Orlando, and then Charlotte. Easy, and Charlotte's a must-win, too. So yeah, Charlotte's might... a playoff team, too. Yeah, all right, so who do you got, Toronto or Brooklyn? 
Mr. Jackman. I would say Brooklyn. Go with the Vets. Okay. You got Chicago over the Wizards, right? Yes. You wouldn't be talking on the show if you said otherwise. Uh, Pacers and Charlotte. Uh, I think Pacers. Oh. All right. I'll go Pacers, too, because I don't think Charlotte can take them. Uh, Miami, Atlanta, obviously Miami. So if the number the number one ends up, they'll go Brooklyn. So you'll have Miami and Brooklyn. Let Brooklyn beat the Heat up. Yes, yes. And, and, you then, know- and then, see, this is the best-case scenario right now. And then Chicago plays the Pacers in the second round. We beat the Pacers after we beat the Wizards. And then you have Chicago and Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. And hopefully a beat-up Miami team. You know, Yeah, Brooklyn, and hopefully if Brooklyn beats year. up Miami, you never know. I know there were three games were only decided by one point, but Brooklyn swept Miami this year, 4-zip. And then what I would laugh then if D-Rose comes up and says, oh, now I can play, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can play, guys. Yeah. We're going in. Oh, yeah, we can win. I wonder what Dibs would do if he did that. Would Diggs just plug him in right away? And oh, if I was a coach, I'd be pissed. I would be like, "No, you ain't coming in, man. Sit the rest of the season out." I'm you sure think they would put him a start or what? I wouldn't even put him. But I, what do you think Tibbs would do? What do you? You know what? To be honest with you, I would do it as a deco. I would I would have him dress up, sit on the bench, and I would bring in him as a backup. And every every day, I would always pretend I'm going to try to put him in the starting lineup, but don't put him in there. So then that way, you're playing mind games with Miami or whoever, and then you put him in there. I mean, bottom line is he's a name. So you're going to draw that double coverage sometimes from him. So they're going to be, you know what I mean? So if he can see the, the the court in a different way, I mean, he may even open up a different thing. He just can't play the way he was. But uh, There's no way Dibs could start him. I mean, I, he, yeah, he I might would. lose the team. Yeah. He might lose the team. There's too many players that played their hearts out during the season that deserve to be in there with more minutes than, than, than this guy just coming off the bench like that. And I know he's the uh, former MVP and blah, 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 but still, man, I mean, come on. DJ Augustine deserves to start in there right now. You he's know, doing it. Oh, yeah, man. He's, like I said many times, man, I love watching this guy, dude. He can shoot and he plays and he's unselfish. He is a, tip, is a proto uh, point guard. Yeah, that's the way he plays. You made a great point, though, Nick, on uh, the last show when you said that, uh, you know, point guards, they thrive under Thibs' system. Yes. And I agree with that. You take these journeyman point guards, they hook up with Thibs, and next thing you know, they're, you know, they're very good point guards. Yeah. I mean, overall, if you think about that, I mean, you can grab any, and I actually was talking to someone today, and when we were talking, I told them, you can grab any, I mean, think about it, DJ Augustine was a backup point guard, he was not a starter, he's a backup, you can grab any starting point guard right now in the NBA, if you can even pick him up, or even a backup, and they will thrive in the Chicago Bulls system, I don't care who it is, and I hope it happens, so that people can finally understand that, it's just who, the way I our mean, offense who, is set who up. thrive like that, Nate thrive, Nate, like, Nate thrive, okay, who else, you, no one will ever hear who Nate else? Robinson's name ever again, no, he's, oh, well, no, Tibbs came in when D. Rose was here, Right. So Tibbs started the offense when D. Rose was here. So when D. Rose was playing, the whole offense was based around him going in the paint against seven footers all all day. That's it. Well, they did too much isolation, I saw it with Rose. Yeah, but that's all they did. Dribble, 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 dribble. Yeah. So then he got hurt, and then who do we get? Nate Robinson. No, 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 no. It was before Nate. They had uh, the Watson and all those other guys. They did all right. Yeah, but they were Watson. It was pretty solid. I mean, he did better yeah. with us than anywhere else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can grab I mean, he any, did all right. D- d- but he wasn't Mush, like kicking ass like you Augustine. You can start is, for the Bulls next year in the point guards, and you will <laughs> you will score like 14 points a game. 
He's making his shots and he's he's executing. I can't, and executing. I'm out of shape, and I no, would score can't. like ten points a game. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I'm telling you, anyone look, can play point at, guard in our system. Look at his shooting system. percentages. Look at his shoot. He's over forty percent for the threes. There's not a lot of guys in the NBA's that uh, All right, it's have a fi- that field it's goal. It's a final. Bulls won one hundred six ninety eight. Oh, he's he's, awesome. he's making his shots and he's executing the plays. Hey, uh, Mr. Jackman, what happens though if he goes to another team next year? You know, that's. Do you think he'll have this kind of success? Who DJ Augustine? Yeah, not no. at all. I agree. I think he's not a backup. Well, he's a backup on the Bulls too, but uh, he's in a very effective backup. You know, you know. Yeah, the Bulls got some inside presence, and that uh, I'm sure that helps them. He's got no. He's a great center. I mean, he's well, he's an all star, and when you have good players around you, it kind of frees you up a little bit. But he's making the plays that he has to make. It's not like you know. You still gotta make the ball go in the hole. I mean, he's getting open, but he, uh, Tom's, uh, but he's making, he's executing. That's Listen, my point. you give me a warm-up jersey, and the moment you hear this, I'll be running down, and I'll be the starting point guard for them. <laughs> and Nate was good. Nate was good last year. He was clutch, but I don't think he was as consistent as DJ is this year. DJ or Nate? I like I like DJ's. Uh, no, if you had to choose, DJ or Nate? DJ. I, I agree. I think I would rather have DJ than Nate. Nate's very good. Yeah, but he and was N- too Nate's short. explosive. Yeah, yeah, he's only five eight. He was explplosive like D Rose, and that's why Tibbs loved him because he he had that. Well, he's a playmaker. Boom. Yeah, Nate was he a playmaker, and he won a lot of games for us last year. And uh, but. All right. So, are we done with Bulls talk since the game's over now? Yeah. We're calling it. All right. We're going to jump into probably the most exciting part of the show. And we're actually going to start talking about top five in the NBA in each respective position. Uh, we, we did a ton of research on this um, individually. So what I did, and at least coming from me, uh, I obviously have been watching basketball since about probably 1982. Uh, and... Uh, I've watched a lot of old videos, uh, ESPN Classic type stuff. Uh, so I've seen games with Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and have Pistol Pete and all these guys, Jerry West and stuff. So I've seen a lot of these games. Um, obviously, uh, Sammy the Bull, same same aspect as well. Uh, a lot more uh, older than newer. So he's a lot more expertise of like the 80s, no, 90s. Yeah, 80s, 90s. I, I used to love those uh, Boston Celtics, uh, Los Angeles Lakers rivalries, and then the Pistons came, and then it was the Bulls. That, 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 in my opinion, was the best time in basketball. Yeah. And then we've got Mr. Jackman here, too, that uh, a, a lot of 90s, diehard 90s, even modern. 80s, too. Yeah. 80s, too. Yeah, I watched the modern, too. So, um, well, I'll talk about that part. I don't want to say anything now. I just saw his picture, so we'll talk about it a little bit later when we get into the thing. So, um, all right, so uh, I'm going to break it down, and uh, I guess, how do you guys want me to do this? You want me to start with my list, and then you guys tell me what you guys have differently? Yeah, sure. All right, so um, you're looking at, we'll start with centers, top five in NBA. Um, I've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number one of all time, center. I agree with you there. you got to have him number one. The guy did it all. Won six NBA championships. He was the all-time leader in scoring. I mean, this guy was so dominant in college. 
that they actually banned the dunk. In the NCAA, the dunk was banned from 1967 because to 1976 him. because of him. He's he's got a he got he got a bad rap sometime because he was one of these guys. He never spoke to the media, and he always wanted to be a coach, and he just never got that opportunity. Yeah, that's now that you said that. Why hasn't he never been a coach? Uh, he's always wanted to, but uh, he feels that from his playing days, he just never trusted the media. He had a deep distrust for the media. Even Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was a ball boy for the Los Angeles Lakers, and he asked Kareem for an autograph. It's in his book, and uh, Kareem you know, pretty much just denied it. He, I mean, he was a real jerk with the media and a real jerk with the fans. Wow, that's interesting. What, who do you got, uh, Jackman? I also got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem, so that, that's one. a landslide, Kareem. I know a lot of people will say why Wilt Chamberlain is not number one. Um, we actually spoke about that a little bit earlier. I personally believe Wilt was a little bit of a stat hog when he was playing, and there's actually times where Sammy can actually elaborate on it, where he did certain things just so he can make his stats look good, right? Yeah. Um, in 1968... You know, as everyone knows, Will Chamberlain was probably the most talented basketball player of all time. When he came into the league, nobody ever seen anything like him. So, he, you know, he won scoring titles. He won rebounding titles. I mean, he was just the best uh, player in the game. So, in 1968, he uh, decided that he wanted to lead the league in assists, and he actually accomplished that. So, in the 1968 NBA championship game, Game 7... Second half, what did he do? He passed the ball off, and he only took one shot. Which is weird for him to do. Which which is crazy. I mean, any great player. A guy who scored 100 points in a game. Any leader. Even a guy like LeBron today, who's not very aggressive and doesn't have that killer instinct like Jordan did, would never do that. Yeah, so, I mean, overall with me, Wilt... A lot of these rankings that I've done, too, I did look at how many rings they won. I did look at what they've done scoring-wise, they win scoring titles, how many times they've been to a final and stuff. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I almost, and I know you guys did, but I almost did drop Wilt a little bit lower. Um, But I I was like, you know what, you got to put him at number two because I know everyone thinks so, he's a great player or whatever. But I really did think he cushioned a lot of his points and his stats. Yeah, I had him at number four. You know, I just feel that when he played in that era, it was there was just, no competition yeah, either it, back then. It, it was a little bit weaker. That the league, you know, wasn't really that popular, and you had a lot of guys that they had off season jobs. Yeah, you know, I, I believe when he first came into the league, he might have signed a contract. It was from like thirty to fifty thousand, which is the equivalent to like two hundred fifty thousand today. And he was the best player. That just showed you, you know, the league just wasn't as talented as it, it was. And it, yeah, and it wasn't as strong back then either. And here's another funny thing: in one of his in one in his best year, he averaged over fifty points and twenty eight rebounds. I mean. Do you think he would do that today? No. I mean, let's be realistic Dude, with here. these big centers that could put a body on that guy? No, I would man. really be interesting to see him play in modern-day NBA. I still think he would have been great. I still think he would have been good. I, I think he'd be better than a guy like Dwight Howard. Well, but, you got to look at modern-day NBA has better defense than back then. Yeah, that's true, but he, he was such a big a he was body, a big guy. Yeah. He was a talent. And, you know, one thing I will give Will Chamberlain is he didn't miss games. Even later on in his career, when he was in his late 30s, this guy was playing 82 games. He was playing all the time. And he was a big yoga guy. He said that yoga, you know, he credited yoga 
that kept him fresh for all those years. This guy was an athlete. They yeah. said this guy could bench like 500 pounds when he was like 55. I mean, this guy was just a freak. Yeah. You know, he was just a little bit of a head case. Yeah, but you also have to remember too, back then, people weren't as big. Yeah. Whereas now you can find a seven footer on every team. Back then you had like two seven footers in the whole NBA. Yeah. Will Chamberlain now would be like seven foot seven with three hundred and eighty pounds all yeah, muscle. That's exactly. how it was. And you know, I mean, you know, this like I said, this guy was a little bit of a head case. I mean, he had impressive numbers. I don't know what was more impressive, uh, his playing numbers or him claiming that he slept with over twenty thousand. Yeah, women. in his book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little. Uh, who do you got, Jackman? There, at two? For Chamberlain, Jackman, who you got it too? Uh, I got Hakeem Olajuwon. So you guys both went Hakeem there. I, I got Hakeem at four. Uh, I actually put Bill Russell at three too. Yeah, I I got Hakeem at two. The reason why he was the best defensive center of all time. Yes, I agree. Great shot blocker, real smooth with his feet. He was shut down in the lanes. Yeah. Shut he, down. What's What's crazy about Hakeem is he started out as a soccer player. Yeah. He was a goaltender. He started playing. And he got how many rings? Two. Yeah, he started playing basketball at 15 years old. Yeah, Hakeem, in my opinion, and I know he's coaching right now some centers. He does, like, uh, some coaching on the side. But um, I think Hakeem, great teacher. I think he was actually working with Dwight Howard, too, when he yep. came to Houston. Yes, he was. Yes. So, yeah, Hakeem, I think, in somewhere fashion would be – I mean, does he have a, a current position or he's just helping out the Rockets organization with Dwight Howard? He doesn't have a, a, a permanent position with with Houston, I'm right? not sure, but I I believe he even helped Dwight Howard when he was on Orlando. Yeah. Howard went to him in the summer to help him. I mean, Akeem was one of the smoothest center I ever saw play. This guy had so many moves inside that you know he just shake once, shake twice. I mean, go in there, just glide in there. Yeah, I used to love watching him play too, man. It was really nice to see him and Clyde Drexler. I used to love seeing those two guys play together so in on Houston. So, um, all right, and then where you guys got Bill Russell? Who you got your as your three? Who do I have as my three? Yeah. Number three, I have Shaq. Ooh. Yeah, I also have Shaq. I got Shaq. I got Bill Russell. Where do you guys got Bill Russell? I got Bill Russell at five. He, right. he didn't score enough in my opinion. So we got our twos and fours mixed around and our three and fives uh, switched around. Um, I, I gave the nod to Bill Russell at three because of how many championships he's won. Yeah, he played 13 seasons. He won 11 championships, but he wasn't really a, a huge scorer, and he played with a lot of talented guys. I mean, there's no question about it. He was a winner. He played great. Yeah. He was the guy who was in charge of uh, you know, being a defender against Wilt, and he slowed down Wilt. I mean, he couldn't stop Wilt, but he, he was a winner, but I mean... Well, I I just give him the nod eleven man. I mean eleven rings yeah. means something. You know, I'll be honest. I was born in nineteen seventy six. If I was born in nineteen fifty six, you know, maybe some of my picks are would be would, older. Would some be, of the older guys, yeah, would be a little yeah. bit different. But I, I think Shaq. I just think that he played in a in- it, it, definitely. But what people need to what I at least see with Shaq and what hurt him is he stayed in the league too long. He should have pulled a John Elway and left when he was still at the top. I mean, John Elway was old when he left, dude. He was like, no, I know, but he left after he won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, he left after, but he had a good team around him. Shaquille was on Boston, remember the last year? Yeah, I remember that. It was just like, come on, really, dude? Well, I think, honestly, and then he was on Cleveland for like a year. I think he played like five seasons that he didn't need to play. He could have just retired five years. I don't know about five, maybe three. Three, like yeah. he should never been on Cleveland. He should never been on Boston. Uh, I mean, he should just called, just left, and just say, you know what, I'm done. 
but the guy kept playing, and it's just like it to me. It just hurt him a little bit. That's and that's because of I, I I've watched. I'm currently watching. You know what I mean? I'm I'm watching it not as much as like you were saying with the older guys, but it's just like I just think if this guy left a little bit more on top of his game, I probably would have put him at maybe like a three or a four. I mean, it just depends. But he has accomplished a lot too, and people have to understand that Shaquille O'Neal was a big guy. You know, people, he's like Will Chamberlain of a modern era. I mean, this guy was—he was unbelievable. Uh, the teams—they didn't even want to defend this guy. They would just follow him. Yeah. They would just—you know—it was Hackashack. Remember that? Yeah. Just, just hack him all the time. And he was a pretty cool customer because he would always get hacked. He didn't lose his cool too much because he knew it was going to happen. Yeah. My my only knock on Shaq is that um, if if he was six foot six. He'd probably be flipping burgers at McDonald's. Yes. He wasn't like a Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon, even if he was 6'6". Six, six, he would have still been good. Exactly. Yeah. That's my only knock on Shaq. But Shaq was so powerful. The league didn't even, they never seen nothing like him since Will Chamberlain. Yeah. I mean, this I mean, guy. He was what, 7'2"? 7'1", seven, seven, yeah. 225 pounds. Yeah, that's big. And this guy, he's strong. I mean, you see him bump guys and they go flying. I mean, he's a brute strength man. He was so thick. Even a guy like Carl Malone, Rodman, big, strong yeah, guys. Yeah, this guy was like. Actually, Rodman manhandled him a couple times. Well, he frustrated him. Yeah. He frustrated him. Yeah. I wouldn't say manhandled. Nobody manhandled uh, Shaq. But. And that's actually the next thing I wanted to talk about with Rodman into the power forward position. But anyways, honorable mentions um, for centers. I have David Robinson, Moses Malone, Patrick Ewing. You guys got anyone else's honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I have, you, you have David Robinson. You I said? got David Robinson. I, yeah, I have David Robinson. Moses, yeah, Patrick Ewing, and Patrick Ewing, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Robinson. We could talk a little bit about him. He was a great player, but you know, like I said earlier, he won his championships when he was thirty three and thirty seven, and he was the number two guy. Tim behind Duncan, Tim yeah, Duncan, behind Tim Duncan. Yeah, if he was the number one guy in one of those, he might have made my top top five. five. I agree yeah. with that. And uh, Ewing, a lot of people knock Ewing, but you know Ewing. You look at the guys he's played with. He, you know, he played with you know solid players, Houston and Sprewell, and a lot of these guys. John but, Starks. Yeah, I remember him, John Starks. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, Ewing, I think as a center, had the best perimeter shot. Remember that side shot? Side shot. He used he to have that turnaround. side of the basket shot that was lights out. He had yeah, a pretty I good agree. turnaround yeah. shot too. I agree. And, and those Bulls Knicks series, they were fun. There were some oh, tough man. series. Bulls, Knicks, Bulls, Pistons back in those days. They oh, used to always yeah. get beat up by them. Yeah, the Knicks yeah. used to take them seven games. Yeah, and then they'd I have mean, to go play Detroit and then take Detroit six, seven games, and they'd beat us out. Yeah. Now, David Robinson, to me, was a little bit different of a uh, prototypical center. He he liked to face up a lot for a center, and he uses extreme quickness to beat the centers to the hoop. He he, he I mean, he played his back to the court, but a lot of times he would just blow guys off. I mean, you know, it was a little different. And uh, to see somebody like that, yeah, I that agree. big and that quick, yeah, that's a good point, Mister Jackman. Yeah, all right, power forwards. I've got Duncan one, obviously. I, I, I don't know if that's all. Oh, go ahead. I'm I sorry. agree with you there. I mean, Duncan. no question about it. He's got. I think he won five NBA championships. Is yeah. it four or five? And he's. Yeah. And, and you never know this year. I mean, if if, he could, if they could beat the Heat, I put the mailman. I'm old school. I put the mailman well, over Duncan. Yeah, I put him number uh, one. Why mailman? The guy can score. He's the number one. No, he's not number how, one. How many rings? Kareem. How many rings? Yeah, how many rings? Well, he was close. Never won it. No. Well, because Jordan was there. Yeah, but still. I mean, you got Duncan with. Come on, man. 
You can't you can't challenge it. That's why I that's why I put him ahead of him. And believe me, I have Carmelo at two. Carl was a great scorer. He I was mean, him in Stockton. I mean, I'm not saying he was like a two man game is, was unbe- was so fun to watch. Even Duncan though it was has multiple post- championships. You can't take that away from Duncan. No, no, Duncan's great too. If there's any question, I always go with the guy with the rings. The, with the rings, yeah. And I had some questions there. Yeah, believe me, I looked at that too, but. Uh, I mean, I, I gave the nod to Duncan because of the championship. Duncan had a better overall team. I mean, well, Stockton was great too. But Dude, he wouldn't it be awesome to see these two guys at their prime just go at it one on one? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. then you can like, ah, uh, let's see how better these guys. You know, are. it would be even better if you can, you know, if you can have all the great teams play each other. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we can do it in two K fourteen basketball. Yeah, I'd pay thousands of dollars for those pay per views. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. All right, number three, and I know our, it's a little swap here. I've got Sir Charles. I, I have Garnett at three. I'm, and then I, you've got Sir Charles at four, right? That's correct. All right, what do you got, Jackman? I got Charles. You got Sir Charles. Yeah. And then who do you got at four? Let's see. Kevin. I got Kevin McHale. And then Garnett. No, I put Dirk Nowitzki, even though he sort of plays like what? a small fort. This guy's an awesome shooter, man. Wow. You, you know what my knock on Nowitzki is? I looked at Nowitzki's stats. He's never averaged 10 rebounds a game. I want my power forward to have at least yeah, one year. Yeah, he plays like just, a small forward. Yeah, he's always though. outside. He's never in the paint. You're a power forward. Get in the paint. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, but he plays like a small. Well, I don't know. He's just a hard guy to stop. I mean, this guy could score, man. All right, so here's my thing. I can see Garnett being above Barkley because of the rings. I can totally see that, and I'm not going to argue that one a lot because I know a lot of people don't like or put Barkley higher. People say if, if Barkley would have won rings, they would have had him a little bit higher. Overall, I still think Malone was a better power forward than Barkley. I think Barkley, the reason I have him high is because of his size. Yeah. He was the size of like a shooting guard small forward, and he was banging against like 6'10 guys, yeah. and he was playing great. I mean, look at the rebound, his rebounding stats. Yeah, They have him listed at 6'6, six, six, but a lot of people say he was, he was closer to 6'4. 6'4 and yeah. a half. Yeah. They said him and Jordan like six, were like, almost like identical. Even Jordan, they said, was like 6'4. No, really Jordan's like 6'6". Six, six. Jordan's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, yeah, Jordan's 6'6". Six, six. Six. He's a long, he's a tall and long. Either way, I've got Barkley at 3, I've got Garnett at 4, and then I've got McHale at 5. I mean, Kevin McHale, was just, those Boston-era games were amazing to see he, him play. He had a lot of post-up moves, too. Talk about post-up moves. Yeah. yeah. You know, I would just like to add, you know, all these players, they all brought something. Like, for instance, Carl Malone. I mean, when he was 39 years old, 39 years old. This guy played 81 games. He averaged 36 minutes a game. That's how, you know, this guy was in great shape. He was unbelievable. He's still in great shape. Have you yeah. seen him? No, I haven't seen him The lately. guy can probably run an NBA game right now. Wow. Yeah, he looked yeah. At, in the slam dunk contest weekend. He was out there. He's probably a workout. He's got to be a workout yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Carl Malone. Yeah, he even entered the wrestling, and he was body oh, slamming yeah. guys. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he's in great shape. He's always been uh, about keeping himself in shape. And uh, taking care of himself, and it shows. Yeah, I have Garnett over Barkley. I have Garnett at three, and I mean Garnett was a he was a great defender. He won a defensive, you know, MVP. And uh, I mean, you know, my biggest knock on Barkley was offensively he was probably number two. I mean, he he might have been number one. He might have been better than all these power forwards. The only thing is defensively, he wasn't the best defender. I mean, he was a great rebounder. But he he was lazy. He broke down in his uh, in after thirty started breaking down. Even Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan told who, Scottie Pippen. Who Garnett? 
No, Charles Barkley. Oh. Uh, when uh, Scottie Pippen teamed up with Barkley and Elijah Wan in Houston, Michael Jordan told Scottie Pippen, this guy, Charles Barkley, will never win an NBA title. He's lazy. He's not going to work for it. And uh, when you're that talented offensively, you, ha- you should be a good defender. You just got to want it. And that was my biggest knock on Barkley. Yeah, I, I, and I can see that. He did it. He never really, I mean, he was, he, he did give up, I think, a lot. And if you watch old tapes of him, you'll see a lot of times on defense where he would just let guys pass right by him. Yeah, he, ju- he just wasn't the best defender. He didn't really keep in shape. He didn't eat that well. I mean, he would blow up at times. But talent-wise, unbelievable. Like I said, offensively, maybe the best power forward of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him getting rebounds in Philly when he was young. To grab the rebound, go coast to coast, and jam the ball on the yeah. other end. Beat everybody down the court. I mean, it, it was amazing to watch. Amazing talent. Who do you guys got as honorable mentions? I have uh, Alvin Hayes. Yes. And I have uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I have Mikhail at five. Yeah, I got Mikhail at five. I got Bob Pettit and then uh, Elvin, uh, Elvin Hayes. I don't even have Nowitzki on my top uh, yeah. seven. I got Garnett. Garnett is your honorable mentions. Yeah, he yeah. should have been five. I mean, man, top I mean, five. I mean, okay. If you want to play more inside, more to power Garnett forward, power is, forward. You're going to tell me Garnett's not better than Dirk Nowitzki? Much better defender than Nowitzki. Uh, offensively too. No, he just doesn't have a three shot. No, Garnett, Garnett and Nowitzki in the paint. See, Garnett, Garnett plays Nowitzki more on, on the boards. Garnett plays more inside. Nowitzki plays more mid range outside. It depends what you prefer. The only thing I'll give Nowitzki over Garnett is that he has a win- more, the best shot. More of an ability to take over the game. More of an ability to say, give Nowitzki the ball and let him have him take over the game. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. That Dallas team that won the championship with Nowitzki, if you would switch him with Mikhail, do you think they would win a championship? No. That's yeah. So they needed a shot. They yeah, needed exactly. Nowitzki's shot. I that's agree. why I, that's why I put him number five. All right, so but, 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 go. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I like Nowitzki. You know, he's a he played to me. He plays sort of like a small and small forward mix. at a power forward position. Yeah, so it depends what you're looking for. Yeah. All right, so s- small forward, um, Larry, Larry the Legend, number one. I I gotta agree there. As of right now. As of right now. You agree? Yeah, I was tossing. I was tossing and turning on this one because I got ooh, I like LeBron James already. You got LeBron over Larry Bird right now, currently. I, I'm I'm back and forth. I would like. To I got I've got I've got uh, LeBron number two, and we said this before, and, and Sammy the Bull was on the same page with me here. But I think when LeBron finishes his career, he will end up b- above Larry Bird. I believe. See, I don't think LeBron gets all the credit he deserves, and I know that's saying a lot. But this guy plays defense. No, he, this guy's he, if yeah, you watch good. him. This guy hustles every game. This guy plays hard, and he gets everybody else involved. To me, he's a very unselfish player, and he makes everybody around him better. Not saying uh, Larry didn't. Is that why you bought his shoes? <laughs> no, well, but I mean, I, I just know, like watching LeBron. You live in Chicago, dude. You only buy Jordans. Yeah, but <laughs> that's it. He's a great player, nonetheless. Um, I, I just think right now, currently, overall, LeBron is. I think Larry's still number one. Uh, LeBron, though, at, at the end of his career, I believe will, and if he continues at the pace he's continuing, he will end up being number one. I think the best thing for LeBron's career right now is to leave Miami and go to a team that he will be the leader. He needs to separate 
from himself, from from D Wade, and and needing two, three other guys to win it for him. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if he went back to Cleveland with Kyrie Irving, it would be the best thing for him. Who do you think's the leader in Miami right now? It's LeBron James, no doubt. He's a leader. Right it's now, not it's even LeBron. Close. Right it's now, it's close. LeBron. But it's two years even... ago, who was it? I, the, when they won the first championship, who I, was I, it? I give it to Wade. Yes. The second championship, LeBron. That's D no, Wade's No, I give it team. to LeBron. No. Even the first, the first year, maybe the first half of the season, they were fighting for it. They were like two alpha dogs but, fighting but for championship. you still had that question. The first year when they lost against uh, Dallas. But after that, uh, LeBron took over. And Dwayne Wade accepted. And Dwayne well, that, well, Wade even came out in the media. But Dwayne's and said he's accepting it me. now because he's hurt. No, not just now. He accepted a couple years ago. He said, LeBron's better than me. He's number one. I, I don't think you can put LeBron at number one right now above Larry I, the I would say I agree. I agree with you. I, I go back and forth because LeBron's career is not done yet. See, I, I, I'm going to lose sleep over you going back and forth. Well, See, see the problem here is this. If LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland and he would have won those two NBA championships in Cleveland, he might possibly would have surpassed Bird. Right now. Bird was a better rebounder, but LeBron was a better defender. And I think LeBron's a little more talented. Let's face it. Yeah, LeBron LeBron has an overall better package. I mean, think about it. LeBron is a shooting guard in a small forward body. I mean, when you look at his size, what is he, six? Six eight, I believe. Six he's nine. Moved, he sort of got he moves like, a, like Michael Jordan. He sort of got almost a power forward yeah, body, and he's like thick, and he's built, and he's big bone, but he has the speed of like a, a shooting guard, strength of like a center. He's I mean, amazing athlete. He's an amazing yeah. athlete. I'm not taking that away from him, and I know he's an amazing athlete, but I just think right now it took away from him that he went to Miami and he couldn't win it, and he needed to win it with two other guys. I agree. I think that'll. You know, forever tarnish his reputation. I mean, do you remember when he left Cleveland? He yeah. went on that ESPN show and he announced it. It was all a show. I mean, what, what kind of crap was that? You're going to leave your even, hometown and you're going to. I mean, that. Even if he stayed ridiculous. in Cleveland. Yeah, he, he should have stayed in Cleveland. He made a mistake with that. Even if Huge he did, mistake. Yeah, even yeah. if he didn't win the two championships or, or whatever that he's got right now, and then he goes uh, and then. Even if this was the first time, maybe they would have built a good team in Cleveland. And let's say this year would have been the first run that he would have made and finally won one. I would have still had him as a better athlete and a better player than Larry Bird because he won one on his own. But you know they what? They built a team around Mike. Oh, Michael Jordan never left Chicago. Larry Bird never left. There was a picture on Facebook, and they showed Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan together. And they said, hey, we never went together on the same team. And they look how many good, rings we won. They had good teams. They had, they had good teams, Pippen. but you didn't have the three of them come together, which they did talk all the time and say, hey, why don't you guys come with me to Chicago? Well, you and know Bird what? had Mikhail and, and Parrish and DJ and Ainge. Well, you know what Michael Jordan said? Michael, when, when after this happened, after LeBron signed with the Miami Heat to win championships, Michael Jordan said, I didn't want to sign with Larry Bird and Magic. I wanted to beat those guys. Exactly. I mean, these guys were competitors. I mean... That's going to hurt LeBron's legacy in the long run. I'll tell you that right now. To some degree, but today's NBA is different. Back then, the players used to hate each other. They used to fight and do that. It wasn't hate. It was competitiveness. They wanted... They they, used to fight more, though. Yeah. They were were friends, and they liked each other, but they wanted to They had a respect. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't like each other as much. Now... The players work out together in the off season. A lot of these players from different teams, they work out together. They kind of form a friendship with each other. Before the game, after the game, you see them shaking hands. Not all the teams, but a lot of teams shaking hands and stuff. You didn't see that in the 80s. Uh, you know, I would also like to add, let's not underestimate Larry Bird here, guys. 
Larry Bird, in my opinion, he played in the toughest era of basketball, late 80s, early 90s. That was that right there. That was the toughest era of basketball. You had those great Celtic teams, those great Laker teams. Then you had Detroit. Then you had the Bulls. Yeah, that yeah, was the true. toughest that's era true. in the NBA. He was a great shooter, and he was a better rebounder than uh, LeBron. They were both very good. LeBron's a better passer, but I mean, it's close. I just give it to Larry because of his loyalty and what LeBron did. In a couple of years, if LeBron yeah. can win a few more championships, yeah. especially if he goes to another team, it's going to be LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because LeBron's chapter is not done yet, and Larry accomplished a lot. So that's why I said they're like 1A, 1B, and I'm not. it can go for me either way right now, but uh, LeBron's chapter is uh, still not finished. But yeah, Larry, definitely. Larry was awesome, and like you brought a good point. He played in a real tough era. All right, so who I got Dr. J at number three. Uh, I have Scottie Pippen, and I I could state a few reasons why. But if you want to state your reason, go ahead. Why? Or, who if, do you got, Jackman? I'll go with the J, Doctor J, also. Doctor J. Yeah. All right, I, I'm going to say Doctor J. Now I know you can look at Scottie Pippen. You can say, hey, all the rings he's won, and and, and all that jazz. But I, I think overall, Doctor J in, in his time and era, I, I think redefined the small forward position. I mean, I, I'm taking away the whole factor of the whole dunk and whatever the case is and whatever, but he just, he he evolutionized the style of play that a small forward usually does. I agree. I mean, he was very exciting when he came into the NBA. The NBA never seen anything like that. Yeah. So he, he was uh, responsible for uh, making the NBA more popular than it was at that time. Yeah, and and, and the other thing is you got to look at the player's and this is why I have, think I have a more ahead of than, than Scotty. Um, you got to look at the players that 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 Dr. J had on the Sixers when he played, and then Scotty had Michael. And the reason he succeeded and won the rings he won was because of Michael. If you took Michael Jordan away from the Bulls, would have Scotty Pippen won the six rings? He won a one six, but I'm going to tell you something. He might, he would have won a couple, maybe. I think he would have won one. I think you I think that 1996 Bulls team that went 72 and 10 when they were acquired Dennis Rodman I think he could have won it without Jordan. With Jordan. That one yeah. year I think he could have won it without Jordan. Yeah, possibly. I, I mean I can see that again, but he, I don't think he would have won the amount of rings and that's why I think I have Dr. J at number 3 instead of Scottie Pippen. I have Scottie Pippen at 5. So I still have him on my top five. I've got Dominique Wilkins at number four. Hey, guy, let's not forget here. Scottie Pippen was the best defender on the Bulls. He would always guard the toughest guy from the other team. In the finals, he guarded Magic Johnson. He was a better defender than Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He was He was longer. No, he was a better. He was a little taller and longer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He was taller and longer. But Jordan was a little stronger. Uh, Pippen was pretty Pippen, strong. Yeah, yeah he was okay. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people say... The reason why Pippen was such a good defender is he would always go up against Michael Jordan in practice. They played yeah. a lot of they one-on-one games. The they time. played a lot of one-on-one. So, yeah, you know, I I think he's underrated. He's uh, he was a great defender, best defensive small forward of all time. Um, my only knock on him would be is clutch wise. He wasn't really the guy to take the last shot. Yeah. That's the that's my only You know what would be interesting now that I'm looking at the top five list? I wouldn't mind seeing Scottie Pippen and LeBron James go one on one. They yeah. have like somewhat similar body types. It'd be great. I think Pippen would slow him down. I mean you can't stop LeBron at their but prime. Pippen would slow him down. Yeah, I think so. And then I've who do you, where do you got Dominique at? I got him at number five. I got him at four. 
I got him at four also. Yeah. yeah. He's a human highlight reel. Yeah, oh, you can't take that man, away. Man. That guy, those slam dunk contests oh, with Jordan, man, those were amazing. Probably could be the most exciting offensive basketball player of all time. My only knock on him, he wasn't really known as the best defender. And all his years in the playoffs, the farthest he ever got was to the second, second round. round. Yeah, he would always past. get picked off early. Yeah. And he wasn't a great – listen, when you're – Dominique Wilkins offensively, one of the one of the most, one of the best, one of the best. But defensively, no. When you have a guy like Dominique, he could jump. He has a quick first step. If you want it, you could be a great defender. And I just think he didn't have it. You know, he 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 was great, but his defense was lacking. Here, so here's my honorable mentions, and I almost had this guy in the top five, James Worthy. Uh, I got him number five. Yeah, I almost put him up clutch. there. That was and really he, close. He won some champions. I just didn't put him on the top five because he was basically on those Lakers teams. He was just a support cast role person. He wasn't a guy like even Scottie Pippen. I don't consider Scottie Pippen a support cast role person. He was part, a key player of that team. Well, and James yeah. was just a support person, not a key player. Yeah, but Scottie was like a Robin, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. I mean... But- you know, Worthy, he was a number three option. You had Magic, you had Kareem, and then you had Worthy. Exactly. But, but, but Worthy did good in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, Worthy he was in clutch. the playoffs stepped up. He, I, he, I know he won a MV, NBA Finals MVP, maybe even won a couple in the fi, in the in the playoffs, like Mr. Jackman. He, he was said. great he was defensively, yeah, and clutch. he was awesome in the paint. And to me, that goes a long way. Yeah. People clutch and then in, I in have, key moments. I also have Elgin, uh, Elgin Baylor and John Havlicek. You know, Baylor never won a title. And, uh, you know, he played from 1958 to 1970. Yeah, that and that's why I don't have him on the top five. And same thing with, you know, Havlicek. Yeah. You know. All right, shooting guards. This is our favorite one, Michael Jordan, number one. You know, what else can we say about Michael Jordan? You can't. Six NBA championships. Uh, I mean. Scoring the, titles. Scoring titles. You know, and not only that, if he never left to play baseball, he probably could have won two more. It would have been he eight. Could, he could have won. Not only, I think they were, they left early. They yeah, might have been able to win another one. I think they left one year early. Yeah. I mean, I'm, they they could have very well won the title for. It would have year. been really nice to see it, them possibly. It would have been against the Spurs. The '99 Spurs won. Yeah, it would have been really cool though to, to let them continue. Just keep signing them to one year contracts until they lose. I agree. It would have just been to nice see how far they could have went. To see them against the Spurs. Yeah, like, that just been to see fun hey, to how far can these guys go until they lose. And you know what? That would have been a good year for them to go because that was a strike year. That was only 50 games played that year. So for an older team like the Bulls, that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah that would have been benefited them. It's too bad. I don't know. He had that rift with Jerry Krause. It was Jerry Krause. Hey, Jerry Krause, in my opinion, I know a lot of people hate the guy, but you can't knock the guy for building the team he did when he was a GM. I think he was one of the most greatest GMs in NBA history. I Look thought, at the trade for Horace Grant for Scottie Pippen. I mean Rodman. You yeah. well, no, you drafted Grant Grant and no. Yeah, but we got him in a trade. Oh no, you're right. See, we we traded with Seattle for Scottie Pippen. Okay. But you you paid the greatest player. You underpaid the greatest player in NBA history. His whole entire career, except for the last the three last years. couple years. Yeah. yeah, but he was making off. I mean, I I remember. You know, there was a funny story. You guys probably know this, but. Uh, Jerry Rice, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, when he signed Michael Jordan, when he signed him to that contract, he actually regretted doing it. I think he gave Jordan like one year, thirty million or thirty six. It was one or the other, but I mean, he kind of regretted it, and he made a few comments to Jordan, and Jordan took that personally. And do you yeah, remember was no. it Reinsdorf or Kraus who said 
organizations win championships and not Kraus, players. Kraus, Kraus said it. And I thought it was Kraus. Yeah. And, and Jordan never forgot that. Jordan never, yeah. never, ever forgot that. Yeah. I mean, no. it, it is. It, it, it was sad, <laughs> but I mean, he. I don't know. I just think as a GM, you paid the greatest, the greatest player in NBA history. Like, what was he getting? One point two million dollars a year. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know the exact, but yeah. I think it was low like that. Yeah. And you're paying Michael Jordan that much money a year. Yeah. Now, mind you, he got the money back from his endorsements. Oh, yeah, and stuff, over $100 million a year, and he's still yeah. making over it $100 million a year. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing with uh, Jordan was that he screwed that Bulls organization after he left because he blackballed them. He, he, he bad-mouthed them. The none, none of the free none agents of the player, ever wanted to come to Chicago. Yeah, yep. for years that yes. was a laughing stock, and it should have never been like that. Not only that, even today, you don't – Jordan don't give any interviews in he, Chicago. He only comes to Chicago when they're doing like tributes to the six championship teams, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. As a player, best player in Chicago sports yeah. history. And that's why also I think like you, the Blackhawks are doing it right now, where when, when Bill Wirtz, the father, died, Rocky Wirtz took over, and he started bringing the old Blackhawks back when Bill Wirtz kicked them all out. And now all of a sudden you're bringing Blackhawk pride back. I think that when you have players like this, like Michael Jordan, and I know he has he's he's owns the Charlotte Bobcats, and and I think that's why they brought Scottie Pippen in as an ambassador to the team. You need to bring these old players back to give you a good name, so free agents can start coming back into the city. And for a while, you're right. He, they black he screwed us and he blackballed us for a while. Yeah, Kraus was screwed. Then he brought in his fishing buddy Floyd. Floyd got screwed. I yeah. mean, that was just terrible. And then we were drafting guys like Marcus Pfizer. It was horrible. Yeah. We had Elton Brand. He remember ended up Fred, being solid. Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh we were like 13 and 69. I remember those seasons. Oh, yeah, they terrible. Like 2001. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Michael won, Kobe two. You know, Kobe's the closest thing to Jordan. He oh, don't five. say that he's in the, Chicago. He, he reminds me of Jordan. Well, I no. mean, he's the he closest He plays similar thing. to him. He plays a similar style of ball to him. Yeah. But, I mean, I got Kobe, too, so we all have Kobe, too. Yeah, there's uh, no question there. All right, three. This is where we might have some issues. I, I got Dwayne Wade. Ugh. I also got D. Wade. Oh, Clyde the Glide. Well, my reasoning is Dwayne Wade was He a, won against with Shaquille O'Neal, and he won with LeBron. Yeah, well, Shaquille was he older. He won two with LeBron. Yeah, he won two with LeBron. Yeah. And Shaquille was older. Shaquille was older. Yeah, he, Wade was the man at that time, and Wade, I felt, was a better creator uh, you know, Clyde the Glide, he was, you know, he he liked to play more off the ball. Where where did you have Clyde at? I have him at number five. I have Jerry West ahead of him. All right. So I got Jerry West at four as well. What do you got, Jackman? Yeah, I also got Jerry West. All right. So four. Jerry West at four, we agree. You just, I, I'm going to be honest with you. D Wade, I have as an honorable mention. I actually have him at nine. Wow. That low? Yeah. Why? I have, he's, a, he's a good defender. He's got three titles. All I right. Mean, so Clyde, I, Clyde I thought for a shooting guard, he won the two rings in Houston with Hakeem Olajuwon. I think back in those days, in a way, Clyde was the key offensive player in Houston at that time, too. Uh, he was the number two guy. He was Elijah a little older. When he and then when I he agree. was on Portland, he, he was really time. good in Portland, Portland too. Portland, he was the number one guy. Yeah. Exactly. So then you got Jerry West. You can't take that away from Jerry West. Jerry West is Jerry West. He should be there. And then you I, know, you, did did you guys know he's the logo of the NBA? That Ooh, logo that you guys Jerry see? Jerry West. Yes. yes that logo, and, the yep. NBA is Jerry West. That's a tidbit from Mr. Jackman. Wow, I never guys. knew that. Thanks for letting me know, Mr. Now, Jackman. Now we know. Um, so, uh, and then I got five, and I know you don't like this one. I got Reggie Miller, and this is why. Clutch City, man. That guy was clutch. Hey, Amen. In my book, Reggie Miller was a bum. I, uh, clutch. And, you know, I'll tell you why. He couldn't play defense. A, he couldn't play defense. B, Here's a guy who's six foot seven. Look up his stats. 
The guy averaged three rebounds a year, and he never even got four rebounds in a year. He was a horrible defender. He was a catch-and-shoot guy. He was a great shooter. Yeah, he, he was awesome but, on the catch-and-shoot. Hey, you want to make Sammy the Bulls top five, you got to play defense. you got to yeah. rebound. Yeah. This guy didn't do that. I got. I mean, I, and I, that, that is a great point. Well, he played outside. I've got he honor, didn't run in there Honorable much. mentions, hey. I've got George Iceman, Gervin. How about Allen Iverson? I got him at eight. I thought he was a ball hog. Yeah. Well, for George Gervin, uh, my knock on him was a lot of early exits in the playoffs. Um, Allen Iverson, man, he had so much heart. and He was fun to watch. This guy was six But he foot. was a ball hawk. He never got the rest of the team involved. That's the way I saw him play basketball. Yeah, but he, he played with a lot of heart and a lot of intensity. So he I, did, but he he had it himself. And if he would just get it. I, think I put him number five. If he, if he got his team involved, he would have won championships. And he wasn't getting his team involved. Yeah. That's why I don't have Allen I. I'm not sure if uh, that Philadelphia had a great team. Sixers yeah. team would have won a championship. No, I don't. I don't remember I don't, those other guys. That, that, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, just you know, I got to go back to Reggie Miller here. I mean, I don't care where Reggie Miller played. You're six foot seven. You're averaging three boards a game, and the guy hardly had any assists. Dude, he how many points? Did, how many guy. points did he score? Eleven points in like thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean he's he, was, stri- he can he can score a lot of points quickly. He's very streaky. No one will ever do that. One of the greatest shooters of all time, but he's clutch. He was clutch. Yeah. And on top of that, he would give you a karate kick and the yeah. three would go in. Yeah. <laughs> and he would have like four guys guarding him. The whole freaking team would and, be on and, the guy and he would still pop he it was in a your eyes. And it would be a foul on you. Yeah. It would and, be a foul and then on he'd you. Look at Spike Lee and like the choking symbol. Well, him and Jordan used to get in it a lot. And that's the other thing was memorable I love because they used to talk trash to each other Great and the games would be excited. Yeah. But you remember Mr. Jackman, that Indiana Pacers team? They took the Bulls seven games once in the conference finals. Uh, man. It, they it, almost beat us. Here's my favorite yeah, player of yeah. that team. You ready? Go. The Riflesman. Who is that? Chuck Person. Yes. Yeah, Chuck he was Person. one of my favorite. Remember he, NBA you know, he Jam? Was, he was in NBA Jam. Yeah. I loved Chuck Person. I used to love that game. Yeah, yeah. I loved Chuck Person, dude. He was awesome. He Riflesman. Was, he was named the Rifleman after the show. Yes. It was a show in the, the, show, the 50s the and 60s called The Rifleman was Chuck Connors. His mama named him Chuck Connors after that show. Hey, who saw that? I, I'm changing subject here, but you just said mama. <laughs> Well, um, or the, his mom, the Hall his of mom. the Hall of Fame with uh, with uh, Mr. T wrestling. No, he yes. gave a thirty minute speech about his mama, and then they kicked him off the stage. Who did Mr. T? Yeah, are you kidding me? He was getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, and they told him uh, uh, that like whatever he goes up there to start talking, and he goes, "I just would like to tell you guys about my mama." And for thirty five minutes, are you kidding me? Or are you serious? No, I'm serious. Wow. And they had to kick him off the stage. Wow, why it was going on too long? Yeah, because they were like, "Dude, you're supposed to have an eight minute speech." Mr. T, yes, Mr. T. You're talking about the guy from Chicago, the bouncer. Yes, no. <laughs> because remember he was in WrestleMania was in WrestleMania. one or two yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. So that's why they did it. But anyways, back to basketball. Um, all right, so point guard, um, Magic. For the guy, he, the the dude was small forward height. And he was playing point guard position. Magic could do it all. He went to the NBA Finals nine times, you know, five championships. Uh, you know, his career was cut a little short with that HIV thing. Yeah. Um, you know, do we want to go into conspiracy theories I, right now? Uh, we could talk a little bit about it. I don't think he has AIDS. I never thought either. Yeah, he looks healthy as hell. All right, this is what I <laughs> yes, I agree. So here's my. Here's my uh, perception of what happened. So I personally think that Michael Jordan 
and Magic Johnson got caught for gambling in the NBA. I don't know specifically, though, if it would have been like Pete Rose, if they were gambling for themselves to win or for them to lose. Because they were winning so much back then, I think it was for them to win. David Stern found out about this in the NBA. And if you think about the NBA and if you're running the NBA, David Stern, Michael Jordan was the god. Besides Jesus Christ, Michael Jordan was the other known character around the whole world. Like if you went up to some some kid in Somalia and said, do you know Michael Jordan? Yes, they probably know Michael Jordan more than Jesus. And if you go out now to the public and tell them, hey, we just suspended Michael Jordan for two years for gambling, that you just killed the NBA as a sport, and you'd probably even go out of business. So what I personally feel is that he got suspended. They kept it on the download. They told Michael Jordan, saying excuse that you don't want to play basketball again because of, of this and that and whatever, and he just took the high road. And, and why it was so convenient he, he all of a sudden went to the, the White Sox, which were owned by Jerry Reinsdorf, too. Wow. And then he played two years for the White Sox. Wow, that's unbelievable, Nick. I never thought of it that way, but there was a lot of weird things happening. Remember, they killed his father, yeah, and he was, known as a, he was a known gambler. as a big gambler. Yes. Now, Magic Johnson, I think, got cut for the same thing. Now, I, I, this, this is the weird one, but then again, this is off the wall, too. Then they probably sat down and said, we're going to suspend you, too. And then he was just like, okay. And then they're like, just say, but that's what I don't think is really bad to say and to do. Say you have AIDS so you can donate to the AIDS charity and then do whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess right now there is medication out there and the amount of money he has, he can get cured from it. Um, but, I mean, and I know I've heard cases where people do have AIDS or not AIDS, but HIV. And then with this medication, when you take blood tests after a while, it's undetectable. Yeah, HIV is kind of a funny thing. It's a virus. There has been some talk that it's been around forever, and it, it, there's a lot of conspiracies involved in it. The only thing with magic is he was gone for like five years. Yeah. So who knows? You, I mean, I. Yeah, you he could, came back in ninety five. Yeah. Either way, I, I think, think something was yeah. going on and there. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, but that's my that. that's my Jordan conspiracy theory. I thing. could totally see that. And then after two years, all of a sudden he comes back and he plays. After four years, I believe it was. No, Jordan. Oh, oh, Jordan, oh Jordan was a year and oh. almost two years. Yeah, and then oh. he comes right back. He, yeah, was he a year, came yeah. back in the 95 yeah, yeah, he was the out. end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyways, point guard, magic number one. You, I, you can't take that away from him. Uh, I, who do you got number two? I got Isaiah Thomas. Oh, my God. Yeah, I also went with Zeke, Isaiah Thomas. No, uh, John Stockton, assist king. Uh you wanted me to state my reason why going Isaiah Well, I, I went John Stockton because I think he had the best vision of any point guard in the NBA ever. He I think, knew how to set up the court. I think he was the most unselfish point guard ever. Yes. Why, yes. why Isaiah? Selfish, because he was better offensively. Well, I have Isaiah for that. He was a better creator. He was a little bit better offensively. And think about the guys Isaiah Thomas beat. He beat Bird. He beat Magic. He beat Jordan in the playoffs. Who did John Stockton ever beat in the playoffs? I mean, Isaiah played in the toughest era ever, and he beat those guys. He beat like three, four of the best players. Of, you How know, many rings did he win? He won, won twice. I believe, he won right? two rings. Two yeah, rings. Back and he to went back, to, right? And he went to the yeah, finals. It was back to back. He yeah. went to the finals once. And he lost. went to the finals three. They went to the finals three years in a row. Won two out of three. Yeah. Okay. I can see that challenge. I just feel that John Stockton had a better vision for the court, and as a point guard and the amount of assists he has, I mean, I, I, that's where I have I have Isaiah at four. And I do agree with you. He fought during an era where it was the the hardest to play in the NBA. 
Yeah. I mean, John, if I had a son and he was a point guard, I would tell him, look at John Stockton. John Stockton, he was like the definition of a point guard. Yeah. He was That's just, what you wanted, yeah, how to play. That's what would, you wanted, right. He was so unselfish. I mean, here's another guy like Carl Malone. This guy never missed games. This guy was playing his late 30s, 82. He'd play every single game. And he was averaging over 30 minutes a game. And he hardly got injured. He hardly got injured. Yeah. And I mean, this guy was a point guard. He was running up and down the whole game. Tremendous You know, shot. he kept himself in. I've never seen yeah, pictures of him shape. now, like to see what he looks like. I bet you he still looks almost the same. You know, he said that uh, towards the end, he was playing well. And he wasn't hurt, like uh, we were saying. But uh, he just said that he spent the time in uh, hotel rooms. And he didn't, he, he didn't feel like it was worth it, missing his family's grow up. Yeah, his family grew up. One thing I will say about John Stockton and Carl Malone, it's, I mean, they deserve to win a title. They were a tough team. They yeah. just ran into that great Chicago Bulls team. You know, if it wasn't for the Chicago Bulls, maybe if they you were. You still had Houston. They were going yeah, at it with yeah. the Spurs. But for those two years, they were a great team. They could have very easily won a title. It just wasn't their time with the yeah. Chicago oh, Bulls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were the right, So then I've got John Stockton, too. Like Oscar Robinson, I've got at three. Oscar Rob- yeah, Oscar Robertson. The thing with him the is, big o. yeah, I mean, he was unbelievable. He played in a little bit of a weaker era. This guy was the only guy in NBA history to average a triple double for the whole year. This guy was averaging a triple double. Yeah, but again, you're gonna we've got to go into the, the the competition aspect of it. There wasn't that much back then. That's that's whenever I have a question, I always drop them. So what do you got? You I got number one, Magic. Two, John. Yeah. Oh, I got. Well, you got you've got. You've got, got Isaiah. Isaiah. I got a, yeah. three. We got Oscar. I got four. John. I got Isaiah. But four. I'm guessing you guys got John. Who's no, four? No, I got three. John Stockton. All right, um, who's four? Number four. I got Oscar Robertson. Okay. Well, then who's five? Then I guess we're at number five. I got Walt Fraser, and this was the toughest decision for me to make. I I'm actually contemplating. I got Bob Cousy, but I'm actually contemplating even putting the glove there, man. Glove was unbelievable. Yeah. Best yeah. all time defensive point guard you know this guy was so and good he was quick man you know oh yeah you know how good this guy was when the bulls played the supersonics in the finals they had the glove guarding michael jordan he held michael jordan to 27 points 41 percent shooting he i mean no one ever did a job like that in michael jordan in the finals that's and, how and good he was he was giving up a lot of size to michael too see i got number four the glove gary payton i got five jason kidd because i didn't really watch those old players so it's hard jason for me to Kidd's such a great coach it, uh, no, but he was a no. great player. Well, I don't know. He's doing good now. He's, He's a decent yeah, coach. No, yeah, is. yeah. But uh, it's hard for me to judge the real old players because I wasn't around to watch them. So I mean, they may I be got, re-ranked I, higher, but that's my list. Yeah, I got. I do have Steve Nash as an honorable mention. Me and too. Frazier. I have Steve Nash because uh, I just seen him the last week. But he he couldn't stay in the game long. He's forty years old. Yeah, he's, but the he first should be playing right now, man. I know, but the first seven minutes he was in there. The guy scored seven points, seven assists, four rebounds in like 10 minutes. I mean, when he was in there, the Lakers looked smooth. They ran the offense nicely. The guy, he's a, he's a great point guard, Yeah, offensively especially. Yeah, you know, my knock on him, as you guys know, is he has no defense. But, At all. I mean, he's a beautiful guy to watch. He's like John Stockton. Those yep. are like, he's a pretty player. You know, he passes the ball, he dribbles. He and, gets everybody involved. But, he gets the open shots. But like I said, defensively, such a liability. You'll see other point guards posting him up. He's just not not very good defensively. You know who I was my favorite point guard to watch? And I don't know if you guys remember this guy. Go ahead. 
guard. He's not even close to even being probably top 50 or top 100. Uh, remember that skinny white kid, Jason Williams? Yeah, I remember that guy. He used yeah. to do those crazy passes. Yeah, yeah. Was his yeah. nickname White Chocolate? I think it might have been White I Chocolate. Know, I think that, that might have been his nickname. That guy was amazing to watch play. I used to love watching the passes that this guy would do. Yeah. Wasn't he on the King in that old team? He was on team Sacramento, with, yeah. With Chris Webber and Vladi. when and they went, Stojakovic yeah, and those guys, so, yeah. Yeah, when they went real close and then the Lakers Bibby kept, was there. Yeah, Mike Bibby. That team was fighting neck and neck with the Lakers. Yeah, I, I really liked him. He was really interesting to watch. I, th- yeah. I think it was really good. Yeah, he was a beautiful player to watch. Yeah, All right, so watch. that's our top five, guys. I mean, again, uh, people may have different uh, opinions on that as well as we did together, but uh, it, it'd be really cool for you guys to comment on this, obviously, either through iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, or um, through SoundCloud. Your call. Email us if you have any other questions. We'll even bring the questions onto our podcast and answer them for you guys if you have any questions um top five teams you want to go through those really quick yeah sure we can do that top five i have and i did them collectively here but obviously the number one team would be the 72 and 10 bulls which was the 96 97 season 95 96 95 96 yeah i agree and then the second year was the 96 97 season i have so i got the two bulls I got the Celtics, 85-86. I, I got number two, the Lakers, 84-85. Well, I got 71-72 Lakers in two. And then you said you had the Celtics, right? Yeah, 85-86. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I have those guys at number three. I have those guys at number three also. Okay, then I've got the Lakers, which is your year, but I got it as 86-87. to 87. Yeah, I got the Lakers as number three, 86-87. And then I've got the Pistons, the bad boys. You gotta yeah, put those I got him at number four. It's I just, got the Pistons it's also. just interesting 80, 80, when you look at that at that era. 89. You had, again, four. when we're talking about the toughest competition, Detroit in that era, the Lakers, Boston, and the Bulls. Unbelievable era. And you, you want to know something? And you know a lot of people are going to probably hate me for this in Chicago, but as a team, as a team, the way the Detroit Pistons played was unbelievable. They, Mr. Wallman, remember? He used yeah, to love Mr. Them. Wallman. Oh, he used to love those guys, man. He'd be like, Isaiah's as quick as a cat. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, all the time. But they said he used to drive the car like 30 miles an hour and dribble and, the basketball. Who did? <laughs> was, uh, Isaiah Thomas <laughs> yeah. or Mr. Wallman? Mr. Wallman no, used to no. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Isaiah Thomas and Joe, Joe Dumars was a very We're solid get player. get Palmer alumni listening yeah, to this. Yeah. Like, dude, who are these Mr. guys? Mr. Wallman, man, he was a character, man. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of memories there. I but, like Wallman. Yeah. Wallman was cool. Yeah. He was a tough nose, hard nose, a gym teacher, yes. So um, what else do you got in closing? You got anything, Sammy? How about what do you guys got for number five? Uh, oh. Five I had, uh, ooh, let me go back to I, that. I got the 1999 uh, Los Angeles Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. No, I I had it a little bit different. I had the Bulls. Uh, I had them actually as number one those two years. Two, I had the seventy one, seventy two with Kareem and those guys, uh, Lakers. Yeah, you know I I like to add something here. You know Dennis Rodman. They asked Dennis Rodman, "Who do you think would have won those great Chicago Bulls team or those great Pistons team?" He he, he said Detroit. Yeah, he, he said did. the bad I, boys would beat them. I heard that. Yeah, he said yeah, the bad he boys. Said, the bad boys, they played unbelievable as a team, and they were well, very the thing deep. Is, the thing is, they used to throw you off your game because they'd piss you off. Yeah, you had Lambeer, you had Mahorn, yeah, you know, Isaiah Thomas. Remember See, Wallman that? used to always say Bill Lambeer was the best yeah. shooter in the league? Yeah. Yeah, he used to say you, that. You leave Bill, Bill Lambeer open and he'll yeah. pop it right in your yeah. eye. I don't care. Well, yeah. Bill Lambeer was a very smart player. Yeah. He knew what his strengths are and he played to his strengths. Chuck Daly was a great coach, too. You uh, Chuck that Daly was, a, awesome, was an awesome coach. It's kind of sad that what happened with Isaiah Thomas, they, they never made him part of the dream team. 
uh, Magic and Jordan, them, there's a lot of rumors that they conspired to uh, to n- not have him on the team. They didn't like him personally. Yeah, well, it started with the one, remember they walked off the court without shaking anyone's hand. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it really yeah. started all from. Yeah, they said he was a pretty mean guy, Isaiah. You know, he'd do anything to win, you know. Yeah, so. well, look what happened to him in the Knicks organization when that girl accused of something or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's not. It's just not, not nice stuff, but... Um, all right, so you got anything in closing for the NBA? Uh, no, that's about it, guys. Do you got anything, um, uh, Mr. Jackman? I look forward to an exciting playoff run this year, guys. And Definitely. I think the Bulls can do some damage in the playoffs. Uh, now, this, guys, uh, we're probably going to end up doing this for football as well. Not too much in debt by position, but we might do them in like offensive positions. Getting closer into the summer season when camp starts at uh, Bourbon A. So we'll probably end up doing like quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, uh, linebackers as a whole, uh, corners or whatever. We'll, we'll go through all that stuff, um, but we're probably going to end up doing the same type of show looking at our top five, uh, which I think would be very interesting as well, too, so we can look at that and, and, and run through that as well, too. Um, really quick, uh, and this is going to be a real quick one, but obviously we discussed uh, going over one more round radio, which is boxing-orientated, uh, and these two guys are huge boxing fanatics, and tomorrow is a big fight, and tomorrow you got Pac Albrecht, Bradley number two, right? Yes. So uh, obviously I've been watching um, HBO 24-7, and it's really interesting, uh, a lot of the things that have been going on and stuff. But I I did watch the Pacquiao-Bradley one, um, and I did watch it back then. I actually saw the replay. I didn't see it live and stuff. But um, your take on the first fight. I mean, my personal take was Pacquiao won it. I know Bradley got the decision, but I still think that, that Pacquiao won that fight. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I didn't really score it round per round. There was a lot of swing rounds on in that fight, but I had Pacquiao win in that fight also. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, I also had Pacquiao win. Yeah, I so mean, he I didn't mean, really damage him too much, but I had him win. And Freddie fight. Roach said it best when he said, "Hey, you know what, man? He's like everyone knows who won that fight," and I totally agree with Freddie when he said that. So when he came up and said, uh, "Hey, um, everyone know who won that fight," I agreed with him. So. I mean, I, I don't know, but and then you got Pacquiao who ended up fighting Marquez. I mean, I've never, I didn't see a knockout like that in a long time when Marquez cold cocked Pacquiao and he dropped like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Pac and Marquez they're very familiar with each other. Uh, you know, they've been in the ring with each other, um, you know, for many rounds. And uh, Marquez is a guy; he's a late bloomer. I mean, uh, you know, he's you know close to forty years old, but uh, he he knows how to time guys. He's he's a pretty crafty guy. Yeah, and then now, I mean, what, what are you guys thinking for tomorrow? You think it's going to be a good fight? Uh, you want to go ahead, Mr. Jackman? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be uh, – I still think Pacquiao is going to win. You think he's going to take it? Yeah, I think uh, Bradley might try to press him a little bit more because he wants to prove like he beat him the first time. And if he does that, it can be his demise. But Bradley's a tough fighter to knock out, and he's a tough fighter to beat, actually. He fights everybody tough because he's well-balanced. He's good at everything. Do you think it's going to go decision or do you think it's going to end with a knockout? I think probably decision unless Bradley really tries to press him and play uh, a He-Man games like he did against the Russian. If he does that against Progovganov, if he does that, I think Pacquiao could knock him out. But if he just uh, kind of boxes him like his last fight against Marquez, I think uh, he'll go 12 rounds. What do you uh, call Sammy? Well, I'm, I'm going to say Bradley, and the reason why is... Uh, Pacquiao's, you know, close to two years older right now. Uh, Pacquiao's a fighter that uses a lot of energy. And I think being, you know, 35 years old and fighting that type of fight is going to be a little bit tougher. I think Bradley probably got a little better. I think him and his trainer, Joel Diaz, I think they'll, uh, prepare for this fight. And I have, uh, Bradley by decision. 
no way uh, it's going to be a knockout. I mean, Pacquiao hasn't really knocked anyone out recently, and uh, he's more of a volume puncher, not really a one-punch knockout artist. And uh, Bradley's also the same. Plus, Bradley's hard to knock out. Bradley's kind of like a mini Holyfield. He reminds me of Evander Holyfield. Yeah. yeah he's crafty. He's, he's hard to knock out. I, he's I'm, a I'm, tough guy. I'm going with Jackman. I, I think it's going to be Pacquiao decision. All right. Well, in the next show, I'll bring it up to you guys. When yeah, you guys are no, definitely. Oh, okay. But I, I think what we should really do, oh, too, yeah. is uh, obviously, guys, uh, we're going to end up probably doing one more round radio. We're going to end up going towards the Mayweather fight, probably doing a good full show of just boxing and talking about it. Um, I mean, very passionate about boxing, and I think we can actually talk about a whole show with boxing and, and look at uh, – upcoming fights and talk about fights that happened and, and went through that yeah and uh there's some big fights coming up they're not on pay-per-view but um april 19th you got bernard hopkins fighting and you know there's a lot of big fights so we the can executioner actually, yeah the executioner 49 years old so we can actually review those fights and talk about those fights and what's next for these guys and where we have them and the executioner is the number one fighter i went to sleep on two of his paper well, he's actually called the alien now he puts, yeah, he's the alien now he, now. Puts he me changes to sleep, name man yes. yeah. bornest fighter ever yeah, he's pretty well, boring. He likes to hold. And I actually literally did fall asleep on two of his fights. Yeah, but did you see the last fight against Murad? He was he, exchanging. Well, yeah, that. But I mean, he's old too. He's a little nutty up I, up I, on top now. Yeah. yeah, you guys got me excited, and I feel like doing that one one more round radio right now. <laughs> when we finish this, we're gonna go. Yeah, no. We're definitely gonna do it, guys. Yeah. I think we're, we actually even might have some special guests on for uh, one more round radio. Uh, which I think would be interesting for everyone to hear. So for boxing fans out there, guys, we're, we're going to end up putting that through. It will be on this channel, which will be uh, obviously through iTunes and Stitcher, the Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. So as long as you're on a Sports Crunch Radio, we will add the One More Round radio shows on there as well. So you guys will have a chance to listen to those too. So um, with that said, guys, we're going to end it uh, with that uh, about an hour, 36 minutes in of conversation about NBA. So uh, again, Guys, follow us on uh, Twitter. Like us on our Facebook page. Our Twitter account is at WCSN, the number three. Windy City Sports Network, all different words on Facebook. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on SoundCloud. Email us, WindyCitySportsNetworkGmail.com or at Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, WCSN at gmail.com. I am Big Nick. I have Sammy the Bull with me. It's been a pleasure, guys. Can't wait till next time. And I've got Mush Jackman with me in the background. Yeah, it was fun, guys. And uh, we are, guys, the Chicago Tree Party. Again, just so people don't think that we're uh, like green people, uh, tree (laughs) is three, but in Chicago style. Like sandwich, three is tree. So we're the Chicago Tree Party, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will see you on the next episode of Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is episode three. Enjoy the weather, guys. It's nice and hot tonight, and it will be tomorrow. Sleep well, Chicago.